The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions, using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. All right, what's happening? Welcome to the show. Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our voices. 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with us if you'd like to join the show. You can also hit us up on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And don't forget about the podcast. You can download that uh, from Instagram any podcast podcast platform and typically I try to post every show I think I'm I'll be honest I think I'm one show down so I'll get those posted here later on I hope you had a great weekend I hope things are happening good for you unfortunately I didn't win the billion dollars it's interesting when you find out the payout and the tax the person that won the billion dollars he ends up having to pay 37% of that, okay? Of course, he took the buyout or the payout. Um, I think it was something like $700 million. He's going to end up with like $480 million now. <clears throat> you, you can cor- correct me on those numbers, but I'm pretty close to that, I'm sure. I'm not looking at any notes at this point. I just saw a quick glance of it. And I find that fascinating. That here, guy, instant millionaire, this person, instant millionaire, and he ends up having to kick out 37% of that money. Yet, yet, the Republicans and their fat cat rich buddies are only paying like 8%. I just thought I'd let y'all know that. Before we got started with the show today, okay? Because (laughs) it's not just Democrats and Republicans or black or white people. It's all of us who are below that big fat cat cutoff who are being taken for a ride. And we, as the American people, probably need to do something about it. And you do something about it by going to the polls. Can't let these guys continue to do what they're doing, man. It's just... It doesn't make any sense whatsoever to allow them to continue to do what they do. Okay? So, we'll get into a lot of that stuff today. Let me tell you what's on the agenda. By the way, those of you who are not uh, from this area, I know we get a lot of people listening from all over the country. A lot of you all are in, um, uh, well, just various places. We're in Little Rock, Arkansas, Central Arkansas. Uh, So we're going to talk a little bit about Little Rock today. Uh, The mayor is out doing his thing. Good for him. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. 
top golf is coming to Little Rock. It's it's about time Little Rock is getting some what I call uh, upscale entertainment. Okay. Speaking of which, we're going to talk a little golf today as well. The LIV golf tournament and how these traders are playing in this tournament. And I'll tell you why they're traders here in just a little bit as well. Tech companies want affirmative action. <laughs> they should. If you're looking at the future and you're a tech company or if you're any company for that matter and don't understand how the demographics are changing, then you're going to be SOL. I'm just letting you know. So we'll talk a little bit about that uh, today as well. Uh, also on the agenda, we'll talk more corrupt cops. Man, I'm so sick of these cops, man. I hate to say it, man. It's to the point now, it's every day and it's everywhere. And I don't understand why the American public puts up with this. But I can tell you why. It's about race. I promise you. Oh, by the way, we want to talk about the two election workers. Remember the two sisters? I mean, the the uh, mother and daughter who worked at the Georgia election and how their lives were turned upside down because of the lies of Donald Trump. And I pray to God these women are suing. I hope they sue anything that wears a R that had anything to do with that. But now we find out that their names were on a hit list. So you all were preparing to kill two old black women based on a lie? Oh, my God. I'm telling y'all, you better wake the hell up. Come on, people. <laughs> Unbelievable. Just simply unbelievable. Okay? Uh, it just, wow. That is mind-boggling. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. So we'll talk about that a little bit today as well. We'll get into that. And oh, by the way, well, our attorney general is throwing away our tax dollars for undercover campaign ad. You'll be surprised how much she spent. And you should be upset as well. I'm just saying, don't get mad at me. I'm just trying to speak a little fact into the situation. You know what I'm saying? into the situation all right so that's what's on the agenda today a lot of stuff to talk about we've got a a long black fact and the reason it is because there is a movie about to come out called woman king i'm not sure if it's going to be about this particular uh female warrior but i thought this would be appropriate because i've talked about uh, uh and oh and we can't forget the dory milaje was basically uh, modeled after some of the African warriors and female warriors. And so, so I thought this would be a great black fact. Okay. So let's go ahead and do this. This is going to be about 20 minutes, but I think you'll like it. Okay. Because I like to bring knowledge to you guys as often as I can. It is so important that we continue to teach. And you, you notice I don't talk, I talk a lot about American black history, but 
I like to talk about black history the world over because that's what's important. You need to understand that we contributed to everything on this planet. It was us who created this planet. Stop the capping and start teaching your children who they are, who their ancestors were, so they can stand up and be real men and real women. All right, here's our black fact for today. Dynamic black facts. Our culture, in our Spain, history, our people. And all the way to Egypt. His legions wore bronze breastplates and wielded spears, swords, and javelins, all much superior to the hatchets the Kushites carried as weapons. In addition, Kush had many natural resources, such as gold mines, iron, and ivory, that could have enriched the treasuries of Rome, enticing Augustus to attack even without the insult. But this Kushite queen, whom the Greek geographer and historian Strabo of Amasia described as a masculine sort of woman and blind in one eye, had proved to be a formidable foe for the Son of God, the title given to Caesar Augustus on Roman coins. He received the bundle of arrows from the envoys and promptly signed a peace treaty. In truth, this was not so much a treaty as it was a surrender. Augustus submitted to all of the demands made by Queen Amanirenas, including that the Romans withdraw from all Kushite territories they had occupied and pledged that they would never again seek to collect taxes or tributes from her kingdom. It was a remarkable concession for the world's most powerful man, demonstrating just how feared and respected the one-eyed queen truly was. Kush was part of a region below Egypt known as Nubia. It was a place where, unlike most of the world at the time, women exercised significant control. In the Nubian Valley, worship of the queen of all goddesses, Isis, was paramount, and Nubia had several female rulers during its history. Queen Amanirenas reigned over Nubia from 40 BC to 10 BC. Her throne was in the city of Meroe, and from there she and her husband, King Tereticus, presided over the wealthy kingdom. Janis Cameron, curator of Egyptian art at the Metropolitan Museum, writes that, based on its position as an intermediary between the Mediterranean world and sub-Saharan Africa, Nubia was a key transit point for luxury goods such as ivory and exotic objects. Of great importance was gold, a commodity found in the Nubian deserts and greatly prized by the Egyptians. To satisfy demands of their luxury-loving populace, the Egyptians highly depended on trade with Meroe, which Queen Amanirenas controlled. Her labyrinthine palace, with massive brick-vaulted rooms lined with gold leaf, was a warehouse stocked with great blocks of gold and ivory tusks. She bartered her treasures for goods from Egypt, including cloth, corn, bronze bowls, and glassware. But ten years into the reign of Amanirenas, the political landscape changed when Augustus seized control of Egypt from the grasp of Mark Antony and Cleopatra. He proclaimed himself emperor and established Egypt as a Roman province. He was now on Queen Amanirenas' doorstep. Before leaving Egypt to continue his quest to seize more territories, Augustus appointed a military colleague named Gaius Cornelius Gallus, a Roman poet and knight whom he had a close relationship with giving him the title of Prefect of Alexandria and Egypt. Only a year after the conquest, the Egyptians in the south rebelled against Roman rule, 
causing Cornelius to lead his forces south to repress the dissidents. After regaining order, he crossed into Amanirenus's Nubia and laid claim to the island of Philae. He brought a local ruler there under Roman control, and in return for paying homage to Rome, he gave this dynast the powerful title of Tyrannus, meaning tyrant. As a sign of intimidation, and also his ego, Cornelius had his achievements inscribed on a large stone tablet that was erected in Philae. To publicize his fame, he listed the victories in Latin, Greek, and hieroglyphic Egyptian. The monument, dated to the 16th of April, 29 BC, read in part, Gaius Cornelius Gallus, son of Gnaeus, the Roman cavalryman, first prefect of Alexandria and Egypt after the defeat of kings by Caesar, son of the divine, and the vanquisher of Thebaid's revolution in 15 days. Queen Amanirenus reluctantly accepted the annexation of a part of her kingdom. Recognizing the military supremacy of the Roman legions, she saw that it was not time to fight yet. Instead, she watched the enemy's moves closely. Soon after, the Nubians in the annexed regions started complaining about the Tyrannus. On the orders of Cornelius, he was imposing increased taxes on the traders who brought goods to the frontier and claiming tax rights over autonomous Nubian communities allied to Kush. Cornelius, for his part, continued to celebrate his exploits with grandiose monuments. Roman historian Cassius Dio, who lived from 155 to 235 AD, described how he set up images of himself practically everywhere in Egypt and inscribed a list of his achievements even upon the very pyramids. These extravagances were not looked upon kindly back in Rome, where the standing directive was to glorify the emperor, not his underlings. Cassius added that Cornelius indulged in a great deal of disrespectful gossip about Augustus and was guilty of many reprehensible actions besides. Suffice it to say, he was on the outs with Emperor Augustus, who ultimately disenfranchised Cornelius and issued many indictments against him. The Roman Senate unanimously voted that he should be convicted in the courts, exiled, and deprived of his estate. Overwhelmed by his bleak prospects, Cornelius killed himself before the decrees took effect. Both during and after the time of Cornelius, the massive Roman Empire kept expanding. This growing footprint made it difficult for Augustus to keep tabs on all corners of his kingdom at the same time, something Queen Amanirenus paid close attention to. In 26 BC, Emperor Augustus appointed Aelius Gallus, another Roman knight, as the next prefect of Egypt. Gallus had hardly settled in when the emperor commanded him to undertake a military expedition to Arabia. Three complete legions, approximately 15,000 troops in all, had been posted in Egypt to secure the province, but at Augustus's command, many were transferred to Arabia to help in securing this newly sought territory. This presented Queen Amanirenus with an opportunity to challenge Rome's power. While the Roman troops were being moved from Egypt, Queen Amanirenus marshaled her army to liberate her people up north from Roman authority. Together with King Tereticus, they commanded an army of 30,000 warriors from Cush, marching along the mudflats of the Nile and into Egypt. Historian Cassius Dio narrates in Roman history that the Meroitic army advanced as far as the city called Elephantine, with Candace as their leader, ravaging everything they encountered. 
they took the entire Triacontashuanos region, including Syene, Philae, and Elephantine, a terrain of 200 square miles. Strabo adds that in these cities, the Kushites enslaved the inhabitants and threw down the statues of Caesar. They then retreated south with loot, Roman prisoners, and thousands of Egyptian captives. As an insult, they lopped off and carried away the head of a statue of Augustus. Upon arriving back home in Meroe, Queen Amanirenas took the bronze head with its neatly disarrayed hair, protuberant ears, and startling open eyes of colored glass, and buried it beneath the entryway steps of a temple dedicated to the god Amun. David Francis, an interpretation officer at the British Museum, said in an interview with Culture 24 that, in burying the head, the Meroites ensured that everyone who entered the building would trample this image of the Emperor Augustus beneath their feet, ritually perpetuating their victory over the Romans. It was the Queen's daily reminder that she had triumphed over the most powerful man in the world. The Kushite victory did not last long. When the news reached Alexandria, the acting governor, Gaius Petronius, set out with a cavalry of 800 plus 10,000 Roman infantry. By then, the Kushite army had withdrawn to the city of Selkis. Petronius pursued them, sending envoys ahead to demand the return of the captives. But the envoys were confused. They found that there was no leader in command of the warriors. By this, they meant no male leader. King Theritikus had died suddenly of sickness or injury, and they simply could not comprehend that a queen alone ruled the Kushites. Yet Kush did have a leader, and she was not done fighting yet. The queen's warriors, having assembled at Selkis, came forward to battle, each carrying a large oblong shield made of raw oxhide and armed with an array of axes, pikes, and swords. They outnumbered the Romans by almost three to one but Strabo reported that they were poorly marshaled and badly armed, compared with the heavily armored, well-drilled legionary ranks. The Romans drove them into retreat, and many of the Kushite warriors fled back to the city or into the desert. Some warriors escaped the battlefield by wading out into the Nile. They hoped to make a stand at a defensive position on a small island, but the Romans secured rafts and boats to capture the island and take them prisoner. This time, the emboldened Romans invaded much deeper into Kushite territory than before. Petronius also captured some of Queen Amanirenas's generals, whom he questioned about their leadership structure. They told him that the Kandake was the ruler in their kingdom. But they also distracted his attention with tales of a male leader. The generals informed Petronius that Akinidat, son of Queen Amanirenas, was based in the northern city of Napata, their ancient capital and holy city which housed important temples and royal cemeteries. Unbeknownst to Petronius, this was a ruse, as the Kushite rulers had deliberately left Napata hundreds of years earlier. Petronius confidently marched to Napata, sure that victory there would subdue the Kushites for good. He found that Prince Akinidad was in fact not there, and that the actual capital, Meroe, was still more than 330 miles south. Angered at being misled, he burned the city and rounded up its occupants for transport back to Egypt as slaves. But the queen's ruse had worked. Petronius had marched so far and now did not have the capacity to unleash his army on the kingdom's true ruler. He had already traveled more than 570 miles from Syene, a distance almost as long as the entire length of Egypt. 
Strabo wrote that Petronius decided that the regions beyond would be difficult to traverse. Cassius Dio added that there was no advantage to be gained by remaining where he was with his entire force, so he withdrew, taking the greater part of the army with him. But Queen Amanirenus and her forces did not share his sense of exhaustion. She counterattacked with vigor, fiercely pursuing the retreating Romans back to the fortified hilltop city of Primis. The queen herself was a fearsome presence on the battlefield. Her masculine character, as Thrabo described her, referred to her commanding presence as a war leader. She towered above her troops, sporting three facial scars on her cheeks. These were indicators of physical beauty for the Meroe queens, which some Sudanese women still wear today. In one battle, as she clashed with the Romans, an enemy soldier injured the queen, blinding her in one eye. Strabo's description of the queen as masculine was in line with how Greco-Romans viewed powerful female rulers. Professor Brittany Wilson writes in Unmanly Men that the Greeks and Romans depicted foreign queens in a negative light and even viewed female leaders as a sign of a nation's barbarity. These queens were often portrayed as manly women who went beyond the bounds of proper female behavior. Governor Petronius looked down on the queen's new disability as well. From then on, he referred to her derisively as the one-eyed Candace, judging her deficient eyesight as mirroring her deficient insight as a ruler. Yet again, these men underestimated Queen Amanirenas. After her wound healed, she returned to the front line. Losing an eye in battle only made Amanirenas stronger and braver. But her suffering was not over. When her troops reached Dhaka in 24 BC, Clashing with the Romans to ensure Cush's sovereignty, her son, Prince Akinidad, was killed in the campaign. She had lost her husband, her eye, and now her son. As a leader, many of her warriors had been killed in the fight. Her generals and some of her people had been abducted, and her city of Napata sacked and razed. And still, the war was far from over. But now she had but one thing left to fight for, her kingdom. Fueled by grief and anger, The Kandake, now blind in one eye, fought on. Up until this point, Queen Amanirenas and her troops had been fighting a defensive war aimed at keeping the Romans from permanently annexing any part of her kingdom. But after the destruction of Napata and the death of Prince Akinidad, they went on the attack. Over the next two years, she fought with all she had to offer. Her fearlessness even forced the admiration of Strabo, who said, This queen has a courage above that of her gender. In 22 BC, she marshaled a second force of thousands of Kushite fighters and marched toward the Roman troops who had set up camp in Primis, now the border of the Roman Empire. It was a face-off of epic proportions. Based on the geography of Primis, it is nearly certain that the Kushite warriors entirely surrounded Petronius and his men. However, the Romans had a large array of ballista, Ancient cannons that, although less deadly than military weapons today, could still fire deadly darts over long distances. This made a frontal assault by Queen Amanirenas nearly impossible. She would have lost countless warriors. Yet Petronius was surrounded and had no way to escape. A stalemate. Petronius was extremely eager for a ceasefire. Since becoming prefect of Egypt, Queen Amanirenas had untiringly engaged him in war. 
not giving him a moment's peace to officiate his administrative duties of supervising tax levies or even enough time to take part in the celebratory festivals, chariot races, and hunting parties that the more leisurely nobles in Alexandria enjoyed. And now he was trapped in a hilltop city with seemingly no way out. Realizing there was no way forward, Petronius urged Queen Amanirenas to meet with Emperor Augustus himself and settle matters. The Meroe warriors offered a prideful response. They claimed in jest that they did not know who the Caesar was, or where they could find him. Petronius, surely not appreciating the joke, but eager to escape his current predicament, responded by giving them escorts to the Greek island of Samos, where the emperor was preparing for an expedition to Syria. Dr. Robert Stephen Bianchi, a renowned Egyptologist, writes in Daily Life of the Nubians that This is believed to be the first recorded instance in the entire history of Africa when diplomats representing a black African ruler independent of Egypt traveled to Europe to effect a diplomatic resolution. By sending her envoys and not going personally, Amanirena showed herself to be superior to the emperor and Rome. She would not deign to travel hundreds of miles just to negotiate. She had people who could do that for her. And the one-eyed queen indeed emerged victorious. The five-year war had cost the Romans many men and lots of money. A continued war with the tenacious queen Amanirenus was not high on the imperial agenda. At the Treaty of Samos in 21 BC, Caesar Augustus declared Cush to be sovereign and remitted all claims of tribute. Roman troops evacuated Primis and also ceded the areas in the southern portion of the 30-mile strip to the Cushites. They pulled back to Dodecasoinos, which was established as the new border. Along with his signature on the official treaty, as one more step to appease the Nubian people, Augustus directed his administrators to collaborate with regional priests on the enlargement of a temple at Kalabsha, as well as the erection of another at Dender. The Kushite forces lent no such fealty to the Roman idols. As the emperor's troops withdrew, the queen's fighters toppled the statues of Augustus that had been placed in the occupied town. While the war had been long and bloody, the Kushites were now free. Queen Amanirena spared her people centuries of domination by withstanding conquest. Unlike so many other kingdoms across Europe, Africa, and Asia, she neither ceded her territory nor paid any tribute to Rome. Her kingdom was hers, and hers alone. After the Roman War, Amanirenus dedicated herself to rebuilding the kingdom and making life better for her people. She spent the next eleven years of her reign in peace, an era that was one of the most prosperous times of Kushite history, often referred to as the kingdom's golden age. She never remarried. She died in 10 BC and is buried in Jebel Barkal, Sudan. The Kushites commemorated her with a wall painting in a pyramid chapel at Meroe that portrays her holding a bow, arrows, and a spear tethered to a group of seven Roman captives. The story of Queen Amanirenas is a powerful testament to one woman's fighting spirit, but it's also a testament to just how long people have been overlooked and underestimated because of gender, race, and disability. In this case, underestimated at her enemy's peril. The full extent of how she humiliated the Romans has yet to be disclosed, since the Kushite account of the war, written in the Meroitic script, has not been fully decoded. Scholars hope that the ongoing excavations in Meroe will uncover another Rosetta Stone that will allow them to further translate these ancient texts.
We may yet learn more about the fierce one-eyed warrior queen who triumphed over the Roman Empire, battling her way to an unprecedented peace treaty, not resting until she defended her people and secured one of the best deals in history. That was The One-Eyed African Queen Who Defeated the Roman Empire by Adhiambo Edith Magak for Narratively, read by Sean Crisden for Curio. That's it. Keep listening to Black Focus Radio for more dynamic black facts, our culture, our history, our people on joinetradio.com. Now, wow, that was a heck of a black fact right there, man. I mean, I've, I've known about Queen King. Queen Candace for a long time, the one-eyed warrior. Uh, and it's going to be interesting, as I said, to see if, in fact, uh, the, uh, the woman king is going to be modeled after her. So we'll keep our eye on that. Uh, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I hope you liked it. Hey, we got to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinedradio.com. Energy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products, national producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Habibi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and, uh, and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501-663-1553. We are open five days a week from nine to five. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We're located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world never ever heard of and also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music don't forget the Deacon Dave radio show it's a praise project Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com
All right, welcome back to the show, Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with us. <laughs> I just I just had a thought. It's private. I'll, uh, anyway, that's the... That's how you get in touch with us. Don't forget you can download the podcast as well on your favorite podcast platform. This is kind of off the path, but I was watching a, a show where it talked about going into spaces where you're new to the space and you feel like you have to make that space. Um, you, you feel like you have to make that space uh, yours. Excuse me. It has to conform to you. Regardless of what it's been for years, it has to conform to you specifically. I just, I don't know. I just, I just had that thought on a conversation I had earlier today. Anyway. So, a couple of things we want to talk about today, just quickly. I want to definitely talk about the Attorney General. Uh, if, you, if you don't think Arkansas politics is corrupt, I mean, they do it in your face. And, you know, Leslie Rutledge, when she was planning to run for governor, before someone went to her and said, hey, we want, we want the uh, insurrectionist mouthpiece to run for governor. She was spending all kinds of money, taxpayers' money, by the way, on these little PSAs. Now, the fact of the matter is, it was quasi-legal, but she pretends as though it was that we're stupid. Okay? Those PSAs that featured her face were designed to push her on the Arkansas voting public as a viable candidate. Leslie Rutledge, by the way, is the same the same person who signed off on that attorney general's um you know piece during the election. Did Leslie Rutledge sign the letter to the Supreme Court? about the 2020 election. That's that's the question. Okay? That's the question. But at either way, she supports she she supports Trump. Just like it, it still boggles my mind that we are about to see the mouthpiece for the insurrectionist in chief be the governor of Arkansas who has no credentials whatsoever. It's just mind blowing. This is part of the reason I don't like Arkansas. I grew up here. I grew up in Little Rock. But these people in this state are just so backwards. And it's to their detriment the rich cats are getting along just fine. The Waltons and all those folks, Stevens Inc., all those folks, Asa Hutchison, we'll talk about him in a moment. They're getting along just fine here in Arkansas. Won't give a damn about the poor. Hey, we're, what, we're 49th in education? 
We pay our teachers worse than anybody in the country. But we're just fine. Everybody smile. We can take pictures. Hey, you smiling? Uh, boy, I said smile. One of the poorest states in the country. All this money that's in this state and it doesn't benefit the populace, the people of the state. It just benefits fat cats and Asa giving out tax, tax write-offs and uh, all this other crap and won't pay teachers. I don't understand this hatred for teachers. Because every one of us who are successful, who has been successful, is directly related to a teacher. Whether it was an elementary school teacher, a kindergarten teacher, middle school, high school, a college professor, trade school, it doesn't matter. Every one of us, at some point or another, crossed the paths of the teacher who guided us in a direction for us to be successful. And I don't want to hear this mess about, oh, well, they ought to teach this in school. Or they, why are they teaching algebra in school? The fact that you would say that tells me that you weren't paying attention. Because when you do an amortization chart, that's algebra. When you, when, when you calculate your mortgage, that's algebra. God, we are just so backwards in this state. <sighs> Woosa. Woosa. And oh, by the way, Asa said the other day, well, we need to move on from Trump. How the hell is Arkansas going to move on from Trump when you're about to elect his mouthpiece? And by the way, Asa, you're supporting her. Move on from Trump. You got an attorney general that supported this insurrection. How are we going to move on from Trump? By the way, how is that going to help the American people? Y'all remember that ad what, what, what the mouthpiece said? I want to make schools safe. Really? Oh my gosh. Anyway, I'm just saying. I, I, I didn't mean to get to, so deep into that, but I, I, I just needed to cover that real fast. Uh, also, some good news that's happening here in Little Rock. Some very good news as far as I'm concerned. And that's Top Golf. Top Golf is about to come to Little Rock. And for and I want to take my hats off to the mayor for making this happen. Okay? For making this happen. And, and look, it's an entertainment venue that's popular around the country in various cities. Everybody doesn't have uh Top Golf. They are very, very picky on who they who they deal with. And one of the complaints, and I'm going to be honest with you, one of my complaints has been that there's nothing to do here in Little Rock. Nothing at all. This is the same city that I left 40 years ago. I, I, I'm just being honest with you. There's no nightlife for adults. There's no jazz clubs. 
The food is suspect at best. You might have one or two restaurants that's, that you could say that mid, mid to upscale that you can go out and take, some, take a friend out and eat dinner comfortably that, that will provide great food. And, and maybe, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm a snob when it comes to food. Okay? It's been my life all my life. I've raised children by being an ex-chef and a kitchen manager. All right? I cook for myself. In fact, I have some baked ziti that I made that I'm going to warm up later on today. <laughs> so I'm a food snob. So when we go places, my kids and I, they know, well, we're not going to eat the regular Food. We're not eating American cuisine. I'm not going somewhere to eat soul food. I'm just sorry. I know some of y'all do. The only time I get close to soul food like that is when I go to Nolens. Because all of that is full of soul. That gumbo and shrimp etouffee and stuff like that. So, I'm a food snob. So when we go out, when we go play, like in when we were in Detroit a couple of weeks ago, did we eat anything American? Oh, well, we did go to breakfast and we did eat traditional American food then. But I mean, we were eating like sushi and, you know, all kinds of stuff. Greek. And man, oh my God, I don't even want to go to Chicago and talk about the food there. And of course, D.C. So I'm a snob. So my point is that Little Rock is still in the same place. So I think this this top golf situation is a big lick for Little Rock. Now, the fascinating thing about it is that it's going to be in my neighborhood. <laughs> uh, it's going to be at the corner of Colonel Glenn and where I I four thirty is. Okay, all right. Let's see. It says. Uh, months after Top Golf was announced to be heading to Little Rock, we finally know exactly where we'll have to go to get some swings in. This is from KTHV. Officials announced Tuesday that Little Rock's Top Golf location will be found north of the I-430 and Colonel Glen intersection. Okay. Residing, uh, let's see. Within the village of Brody Creek. The structure will be visible from I-430 and will be located on what's said to be 13.87 acres. Okay. This will be the second top golf location in the state with the first being in Rogers, Arkansas. The Little Rock location is expected to bring roughly 300 more jobs to the city. That's good. Back in May, Little Rock Mayor Frank Scott shared his excitement of the business's inclusion in the city. Uh, he said in a tweet, it's been his goal to recruit Topgolf to Little Rock since he first reached out to them on Twitter in 2018. Topgolf is coming to Little Rock. It's been my goal to recruit Topgolf to our city since I first reached out to them on Twitter. Uh, this popular golf and entertainment venue is a welcome addition to our community and its selection of our city demonstrates that Little Rock is a great place to live, work, and play. Top Golf will bring hundreds of jobs to Little Rock, and it joins a long list of economic development projects that have improved our quality of life and place over the last three years, said the mayor. 
there is reportedly no timetable for the completion of the Little Rock location, but the company provided a rendering uh, of the highly anticipated building. So they've got a picture and it's all right. So hats off to the mayor. Good lick. Because I've been saying there's nothing in Little Rock. When you drive into Little Rock, and I drive a lot, I just came back from Memphis last weekend. Coming from Memphis to Little Rock, there's nothing that says, hey, stop at this place. It's cool. Hey, stop over here. It's bad. Hey, look at us, look at us, come see us. There's nothing like that here. You go to other cities, when you're, especially if you're driving in, you're seeing all of those those recreational things that that you want tourists to do and spend money in your city. So now, if I'm driving through Little Rock from from Dallas, or if I'm driving through Little Rock from Memphis, or wherever I'm coming from, from whatever coast, east or west, because you have two of the busiest interstates that crisscross Little Rock. That's I-40 and I-30. Now you'll see. Hopefully those billboards come play Top Golf. Top Golf. And maybe dad or mom and the family's driving through. Hey, let's take a stop. Spend some time in Little Rock. Let's go play Top Golf. Makes all the sense in the world. We need more things like that. Now understand that there's so, supposed to be some improvements in a zoo. That's fine. But I'm going to tell you, that zoo has been a garbage pit for the since I was a kid. I, I'm just being real with you. I've been going to War Memorial Park. What? Since I was five or six and probably earlier than that. Took swimming lessons at the pool out there. Went in the zoo multiple times. Ate at the zoo. Went on field trips at the zoo. That zoo is a piece of crap. So I'm wondering what they can do to improve it. Because it's terrible. As far as I'm concerned, I think we should, no pun intended, kill it. But I know there are people out there who love the zoo. There are people that drive from Little Rock to Memphis to go to the zoo. But anyway, good lick for the mayor. No ifs, ands, or buts or about it. Good lick for the mayor. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about a little bit more of that. Next hour, we're going to get into some of the other things. We've got to talk about this LIV golf. We're definitely going to talk about that because there are more implications that nobody wants to talk about. And I'm going to tell you how Colin Kaepernick figures into that. That's going to be at the top of the hour coming up here in just a moment. Right now, we're taking a break. You're listening to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinedradio.com. Hi, I'm 
David W. Coleman, host of Black Focus Radio and the Weekly Sports Magazine. We here at JoinEdRadio.com would like to thank you for all the love and support you've given us. Our goal is to keep you inspired and informed daily with quality programming from gospel music, news talk, and sports. Log on to JoinEdRadio.com for the program lineup, and while there, be sure to make a donation, then download our app and carry us anywhere in the world. Please continue to spread the word about JoinEdRadio.com, and if you are an entrepreneur or have an upcoming event or you'd like to start a show, let the professional writers and producers here at JoinEdRadio.com help you get the word out. Call me at 615-554-0568 for more details. In the meantime, stay informed and inspired daily right here on JoinEdRadio.com. Hello to quality time at Marco's. Hello to the best part of the day and to making someone else's. Say hello to late nights and to the best night ever. These are the primo moments, and they call for Italian quality pizza. Dough made from scratch every day. Sauce with a history in the making from the original Giamarco recipe. Say hello to an authentic favorite. Every store, every day, the Italian way. Hello, primo. David W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rib Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B.com right now, and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. Try them at your next cookout and you will shout, bacon, grill it, shake it, oh yeah! Only one place to get Coleman's Dynamic products, that's ribrub.com. Easy to order and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. Who'd have thunk it? Peanuts sauteed in a barbecue marinade? That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at ribrub.com. Hey folks, are you looking for a place to exchange ideas and talk about the issues that affect our community? Then join me, David W. Coleman, and my co-host, Robert Webb, for Black Focus Radio every Monday through Friday, noon to 2 p.m. on joinedradio.com. We like to say, it's our issues, our solutions, our voices. Download the latest podcast on your favorite platform. Also catch us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. That's Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinedradio.com. All right, welcome back to the show, Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with us. If you'd like to join the show, I hope you will. You know, you spread the word. Tell somebody about the show. Uh, I'm excited, this segment, to be talking about what's about to come up. You all have been paying attention. You know, I remember growing up, and when I was a kid, I mean, we watched every show that had a black person on it. A lot of people don't really don't don't, don't remember Greg Morris on Mission Impossible. Watch that show mainly because of Greg Morris. I'm gonna be honest. I, let me take that back. I watched the show because of Greg Morris. Of course, you know the the late Nichelle Nichols on Star Trek. 
Watch that show because that was a pretty black woman. And I was a growing young boy. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. And don't laugh because some of you all were growing young boys. All right? And the great thing about it, she was chocolate too. Woo! That was Michelle Nichols. Julia. All of that stuff, man. You know? But we've rarely had black entertainment per se. And then about, I guess what, the mid-70s, late 70s, here comes BET. And you're thinking that this is going to be a black news network. And then it only came on after 6 p.m. in some places. You didn't get it 24-7. You still didn't get black news. You didn't get any of that. And then you find out that even like today, it's ran by white people. But at least they are putting out black content, I guess. But now, years later, you saw this guy as a comedian and has... Uh, what was the other show uh, uh, that he was on? The one about the videos. I can't forget. I can't. I can't remember. But now this guy is a media mogul. There was something behind those comedy jokes, those jokes, and all of that stuff. It was Byron Allen. He sued everybody in the media and won to some extent. So much so that he's buying up cable networks and television networks across the country. That's fantastic. He's a black man. Many of the things that he's doing, many say this is why Bill Cosby was uh, attacked. Because remember, Bill Cosby at one point wanted to buy CBS. Did Bill Cosby make a mistake instead of buying CBS Maybe he should have just bought up individual stations and created a conglomerate. That's what Allen has done. And even more so now. you got to be excited. Here's the headlines from Black um, Enterprise. It's official. The Black News Channel becomes the Griot. What? The Black News Channel is now officially the Griot following Byron Allen's uh, Allen Media Group acquisition of the channel in late July. According to the Griot, Allen hopes to make a new era in black-focused news with the channel. Now that the purchase is official, the Griot will transition to television. This is the ultimate destination of the world's best talent and content, Allen said, unfiltered African-Americans. Uh, which is fantastic, and I, I, I'm excited about it. And you all should be too. It, it, it's just uh, amazing. He, he goes on to say, unfiltered African-Americans, African-American voices are more needed today than ever before, and the Griot is 1,000% committed to amplifying our perspective and culture worldwide. According to a statement by the Griot Channel, uh, it will deliver news and black stories in addition to award-winning movie, sports, lifestyle programs, and classic TV television shows focused on the black community and issues. We will provide black history and honor achievements all through the black cultural perspective, a statement said. The Griot Channel is now available on Charter and Spectrum and Comcast Xfinity, 
Really? I didn't know that. I'm about to look for that. Uh, let's see. Cox, just all of them, basically. Quite a few. It's uh, Freebie TV, uh, TiVo, IMDB TV, Redbox, uh, Fios, Verizon. It's on quite a few. Our ambition, our ambitious plan for the GRIO is to be the first choice for dynamic, thought-provoking daily conversation reaching global audiences, according to Geraldine Mariba, Vice President and News of Entertainment for the GRIO. We are delighted to present accomplished and emerging torchbearers driving today's crucial conversations. And I don't know what y'all are thinking, but I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking. Somebody about to get a resume. <laughs> I'm just saying. Brother got a voice. Let I, hey, I, I make it happen. Okay. AMG acquired BNC out of bankruptcy. So we know all of that. So, I mean, this is a big deal, folks. This is part of the reason that I work for Join Ed Radio. Black media is what is happening. You have to get involved. If I control the media, I control you. I control your thoughts. I control how you spend. I control how you view people. This is why the media is so important. And the media has done a, a great job in portraying black people. And if you understand what I'm saying, I don't mean like that's positive. So to have someone like a Byron Allen, to have all of these stations now, and promises to do black stuff. It ain't BET, baby. This is going to be real. I trust that it's not like the Black News Network previously. Nope, it isn't. Because that was a bunch of hot trash. I'm going to tell you. I watched it I, because I'm a media person. I wanted to give it a chance, but I knew based on the people that were running it, Nah, it wasn't going to happen. But Byron Allen, number one, those people that was running it, they'd never been into the media business. They want to just throw some money away. Byron Allen is born and bred in this stuff. That's why he's been successful. That's why he won all those cases. This is huge for the black community. It's, I, I mean... Uh, I mean, the Hispanics have had a, their own television network for years, Telemundo. I mean, it's on cable right now. You turn it on and they're speaking Spanish. You, if you don't know Spanish, you can't understand them. When I go to California, I mean, they've got, they've got Buddhist channels. They've got Thai channels. Everybody got their own networks but us. It's about damn time. And I'm excited uh, as a matter of fact, tonight when I go home, I will be pulling up my cable and finding out where is uh, BNC, where it be at, so I can lock it in and watch it every chance I get. Because I want news from our perspective. Now, look, I don't want any crap like Fox News. Just give me the facts. And I want to see black people talking to me. I want to see hosts on those shows talking to me. That's what I want to see. I want to see black issues talking to me. I want to see hard-hitting issues, not this fluff. 
We have to have serious conversations about our community and what we need to do to fix it. That's what I want to see. I'm just saying. I am so, so excited about this. Anyway, let's take a break. We'll be back in a moment. When we get back, we're going to talk a little bit about, well, we're going to start off with this LIV and the traders that took the money, the blood money. We're going to talk about this because I'm annoyed. You should be too. And I'm going to tell you how Colin Kaepernick ties into all of this. Back in a moment, you're listening to Black Focus Radio. It's the top of the hour on joinetradio.com. Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877 Go Love INS. She can help you with old fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products. National producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Havivi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501-663-1553. We are open five days a week from 9 to 5. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world, never ever heard of. And also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music. Don't forget, the Deacon Dave's radio show, it's a praise project. Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com. 
The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. All right, welcome back to the show. Got a couple of things we're going to get into this hour as well. Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our voices. 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with me if you'd like to join the show. A lot of stuff to talk about on the agenda. Don't forget the podcast. Go check that out. Yeah, just download your favorite podcast platform and look for Black Focus Radio. Just search. You know, we're everywhere. We're on the big ones, too. You know, Google, Podcast, Apple, all of them, them scam boogers. All of them, they're scam boogers. So, uh, yeah, y'all check that out jet for sure. This hour, we're going to talk a little bit about tech companies wanting affirmative action. We're also going to talk about the Louisiana cops and another cover-up. Unbelievable. Uh, election workers hit list. We're going to get that. And then we're going to wrap up the show with this LIV and these traitors including your former president. And it's time to call it like it is. It's, it's just time. Okay? All right, so first of all, let's talk a little bit about the tech companies. Apple, GE, other major U.S. companies asked Supreme Court to uphold affirmative action. More than 80, 80 major American companies that employ tens of thousands of U.S. workers are asking the Supreme Court to uphold the use of race as a factor in college admissions, calling affirmative action critical to building diverse workforces and in turn, growing profits. So let me stop you there. Did you say that elections don't matter? Voila! You black folks out there that got your jobs, that you think you got your jobs because... Um, of merit some of you all did no doubt about that but included in that was the fact that hey you go to college you can go to white colleges some of y'all won't go to HBCUs ain't nothing wrong with that I'm just saying but what, I, what I'm saying again here as I say over and over on this show is that voting matters. And here now we have a case before the Supreme Court where they could strike down affirmative action. And there are a lot of companies who will not hire black folks. But here we have 80 companies, the business, some of the most high profile and successful in the United States economy, outlined their position in legal briefs filed Monday ahead of oral arguments this fall in a pair of cases uh, expected to determine the future of the race-based policy. So let me let me just say this, okay? So, okay, let's kill affirmative action. 
but I want my reparations. I want my reparations regardless. But if you're telling me that, okay, we're going to kill affirmative action, we're going to make sure that people of color, black people in particular, are not given a chance, then I want my $333,000 that uh, Robert Smith, the black economist, said is about what we deserve for reparations. Every black person. Okay, go right ahead. I'm sorry, I digress. The companies told the court that they rely on universities to cultivate racially diverse student bodies, which in turn yield pools of diverse, highly educated job candidates that can meet their business and customer needs. So here's the bottom line is, see what y'all don't understand is that there are certain people in this country who are trying to dumb down America. That's why I believe this is an attack on teachers. They don't want teachers to teach. They want teachers to indoctrinate. They want you to be dumb as a box of rocks so that you will not challenge the status quo. You will not say, hey, you said that trickle-down economic stuff was supposed to work. When, when does the trickle start? I ain't even got a drop. In fact, I ain't even got a mist. Can you just can you at least mist me a little bit with some of that money? They don't want you to know that they're running a game on you, that they're pitting you against your other poor brother and sister, so that you will never look at them. I keep I keep being reminded of the picture that I that stays in my head, where you have a black guy, a white guy, and a rich guy, all three sitting at a table. Okay? And in front of the black guy, there's a plate with a cookie on it. In front of the Hispanic guy, there's a plate with the cookie on it. The rich white guy is sitting in front of him. He has a plate with full of cookies. And he points to the Hispanic guy or the black guy and he says, hey, look, he's going to try to take your cookie. You get that, right? That's exactly what they're doing to American people. It's time to wake up and stop this mess, man. So if they strike this down, which the way this court is constructed, in all likelihood they are, what happens then? What happens then? But at least these companies, and quite a few of them have stood up, You've got people like American Express, United, American Airlines, Apple, Intel, Bayer, General Electric, Kraft Heinz, Microsoft, Verizon, Procter & Gamble, and Starbucks, to, to name a few. That's amazing. Citing data and research on a rapidly diversifying America. What did I just say? You need us. If you're going to be successful in the future, you better start training your workforce. And sorry, white people, but the workforce is going to be diverse. It's going to be people of color. And if you want your company that, that your grandpappy had put his blood, sweat, and tears in to make it what it is today, you better make sure that you get some people that's going to be able to help you, and that's that diverse workforce. I'm just saying. Citing data and research. On a rapidly diversifying America, the company said race-based diversity initiatives are about more than what, call, what many call a moral imperative and critical to their bottom lines. Prohibiting universities nationwide 
for, from considering race, among other factors, in composing student bodies would undermine businesses' efforts to build diverse workforces. Eight of the top 10 U.S. science and technology companies, including DuPont, Gilead Science, filed a separate brief stressing their view on the importance of racially diverse campuses for cultivating the best future innovators. This is a key ruling. This article goes on. By the way, if you want to see it, it's on my Facebook wall, uh, and it is uh, on ABC News. But this is key. We're about to see. There are going to be a couple of rulings that's going to take place in the next year or so that will define America. And I believe it's going to go to the worst. I don't think that they're going to uphold affirmative action. This has been what they've wanted to get rid of. They, they don't want to give black people any support. And it just amazes me how Christian these folks are. Oh, yeah, we, we uh, stole you from your land. Yeah, God told us to. God was on our side. Yeah, we, we, we uh, raped your women. Yeah, God told us to. Yeah, it was on our side. We, we killed your children. We hung your husbands. Yeah. yeah we, we, we look, at least we, we, we only kept you for 400 years. We, we know we didn't pay you, but, you know, God told us to. You know, God did this. You know, we were, we were children of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what they tell you. Oh, 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 that Jim Crow stuff? Oh, man, we just playing with y'all. We really liked, liked it, 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 y'all. Yeah, we did. Pay y'all reparations? What, what, what? We all, what you, what's this reparation stuff? Y'all need to just forget about that. It's time to move on. You live in America, the land of the free and the home of the brave. I'm telling you, folks, we need to wake up. We really need to wake up because this is happening. And this ruling at the Supreme Court is going to be key. It's going to be key. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. A couple of quick stories before we get to the break, and then we'll wrap up the show with this LIV thing. Okay? I'm going to talk about this LIV thing. I'm, I'm chomping at the bit to talk about it right now, but I, I need to save some time. But I want to get these stories in. Names of election workers, witnesses found on Oath Keeper's suspect de uh, death list. Now, I want you all to understand something here. This is why I'm telling you all, yeah, y'all need to get some weapons. And don't, don't trade them in because when they have the, the weapon buyback and you need $150 because you want to go to the club or you want to go out of town, you go sell your weapon back to the police. Please don't do that. Because it's clear that there are people in this country who are plotting to overthrow this country and put black people in apartheid. What we don't understand is that we already as a country support an apartheid nation, which is Israel. So why would it be far-fetched to believe that if we're, we're spending $7, 8000000000 billion a year to support a country that is practicing the apartheid, oh, by the way, we failed to divest in apartheid when South Africa was at its height of apartheid. So now we support Israel that is apartheid, if that's a word. What makes you think that America wouldn't do that? And they're already telling you they're going to do that. that. That's why they're trying to take over all the state legislators. The, le the legislatures. 
That's why they're trying to change the law. That's why they're trying to keep you from voting. But y'all say it ain't important. I'm just saying. But here's a guy. Says the names of a mother and daughter, Georgia poll workers who memorably testified before the House subcommittee uh, were found on a death list kept by an alleged leader of the militant Oath Keepers group, according to court filings. Rudy Freeman and Wanda, I'm excuse me, Ruby Freeman and Wanda Moss presented heartbreaking testimony before the House committee. They were tar targets of racist attacks and threats for doing their jobs during the election. If you remember those, that testimony, it was touching. It was tearful. Moss and Freeman's daughter, Moss, Freeman's daughter, testified that she no longer felt safe leaving her own home. The women's names were written on a pad of paper labeled death list found by the police in the house of suspected oath keeper Thomas Caldwell, according to court documents. Caldwell, a Navy veteran, a veteran, someone who's, who fought and swore to uphold the Constitution of the United States, who once worked as a section chief for the FBI, hello, is one of the main alleged oath keepers who have been charged with seditious conspiracy following January 6th. Caldwell is also charged with obstructing an official proceeding, death of government property, uh, uh, destruction of government property, and unlawful entry on restricted buildings on, or grounds, according to the complaints. Federal prosecutors revealed the existence of the death list early this month, but they did not name the workers. A court filing in response to Caldwell's lawyer, however, revealed their identities in a footnote reference. Caldwell's lawyer claimed in his filings Friday that the list is nothing more than a harmless doodle pad. Sure it is. We believe you. He goes on to say, this document is not a list rather than a doodle pad. Uh, the words death list are written in all caps, whereas the balance of the writing of the doodle list is written in upper and lower letters. Uh, huh? What? What he say? Let me, let me read. Can I read that again? Okay. This is their attorney. You know what? And I understand attorneys got to do their job, but come on, man. Listen to this. This document is not a list, but rather a doodle pad. The words death list are written in all caps, whereas the balance of writing on the doodle pad is written in upper and lower case letters. Huh? Now, okay. I've made documents before. I've made outlines. Typically, what you do is that you capitalize everything in the title. And then the rest of the document is, is in correct type and print. So, yeah, you would have some of the things like when you start a sentence, you usually put a capital letter there. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying? What the hell is he talking about? 
Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I just don't know what else to say about that, Margot. One other story, and we're going to take a break here in just a moment. Um, you know, I've talked a lot about the Louisiana uh, Police Department and the state the state police. Uh, you're talking about a corrupt bunch of bunch of bunch of guys. Beaten victim cleared as Louisiana trooper wait the trial. This is from Nolans. This is from the Associated Press. Louisiana has dropped its case against a black man whose severe beating before his arrest in 2019 led to the criminal charges and lawsuit against a state trooper. Now, remember, these are the same guys who beat up uh, Ronald Green and killed him and said that his injuries was because he was in a car accident. And by the way, that tape was held for two or three years before it came out. It was leaked, by the way. <sighs> a traffic violation of charges of resisting an officer has been hanging over Aaron Bowman for two years. Court documents say show that the Louisiana Attorney General's office moved to dismiss the charges against Bowman on Monday, citing insufficient evidence <laughs> to support prosecution and credibility issues with officers who arrested him. In other words, the damn officers are lying. They're lying. That's what it is. They're lying. Former state trooper Jacob Brown faces federal charges uh, of violating Bowman's civil rights in connection with the beating on May 2019. He has pleaded not guilty. A trial is set for March uh, of 2020. 2022, I believe. I mean, 2023. A federal indictment accuses Brown of beating Bowman with a flashlight that had a tactical cap designed to break glass. Video and police records show Bowman was struck 18 times with the flashlight in 24 seconds. Records show it happened uh, when he pulled into the driveway of his home in Monroe after police tried to pull him over for improper lane usage. He was not immediately taken into custody after the beating, but was arrested on a warrant issued a few days later. Yeah, that's after the news came out that what had happened. The attorney general's office took over the prosecution on the charges against Bowman after his attorneys asked the court to recuse a local prosecutor. Bowman is suing the state uh, police and multiple Washita Parish agencies in civil court. In the federal criminal case, Bowman is charged with deprivation. Uh, Brown is charged with deprivation of rights under the color of law. Bowman's case came to light as scrutiny of the Louisiana State Police intensified amid allegations of use of excessive force and racism. The U.S. Justice Department last month announced a sweeping civil rights investigation of the agency amid mounting evidence of a pattern of looking away from beatings of mostly black men, including the 2019 of whom I just spoke about, Ronald Green, who died in custody after being beaten following a chase. And there you go. Police corruption at its highest. And it just ain't Louisiana. It's all over this country. All over this country. I'm just saying. Back in a moment. You're listening to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinedradio.com.
Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products, national producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Havivi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501-663-1553. We are open five days a week from nine to five. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553, 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn you all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world, never ever heard of. And also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music. Don't forget the Deacon Dave's radio show. It's a praise project. Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com. Welcome back to the show, Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices, 855-525-5683. Hit me up, blackfocusradio at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you uh, as well on that medium. Uh, and, of course, hit me up, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Yeah, we on the gram as well. And one other thing, uh, don't forget about the podcast. All right, so this segment and the rest of the show, we're going to talk about this. All right. Y'all remember this guy, um... Football player. What was his name? Um, well, the fro, black guy. Remember that guy? Um, he was, um, you know, basically drummed out of the league because he wanted to stand for something that was right. Y'all remember that guy? I remember him. I remember him. His name was Colin. 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 Cappy. Captain America. No, it wasn't that. That wasn't him. Colin Kaepernick. That was his name. Remember that guy? Who was drummed out of football, who was castigated, as well as the Black Lives Matter movement, about how police brutality 
is wreaking havoc in the black community. People say, oh, no, that's not happening. Hell, I just gave you two stories. I didn't even tell you about Andrew Delkey. That's three that are serving a three-year sentence for killing a black man in Little Rock, I mean in Nashville. I didn't even tell you about that. Colin Kaepernick was right, but he was attacked. He was castigated. People shunned him, turned their backs on him. Even some black people did. Colin Kaepernick was the patriot, and everybody talked about, oh, you're not a patriot for doing what you're doing. You're not a patriot for, for ignoring the flag and not standing up for the Star Spangled Banner. Let me just tell you something right now. I don't stand for the Star Spangled Banner either. Because what it stands for, what it stood for when it was written, it wasn't for me. Just like I don't celebrate the 4th of July. I wasn't free. My ancestors wasn't free on the 4th of July. Sorry. Yeah, if I'm off, do I take advantage of the off day? You sh darn shooting, I do. Yes, sir. Reedy D. Bob. Hard as I work, I take an off day anytime I get <laughs> at this age. But Colin Kaepernick, even today, no one has ever offered him apologies. Everybody, you know, subtly agreed. Yeah, he's right, but, you know. You know, and, and I love what, what white people say. Well, you know, there's a way to do that. You know, if you're going to make the protest, there, there's a way to do it and, and not get so many people upset. All right. You tell me, boss. Well, what way should he have done it? By the way, black people have always used their platforms to speak out about bigotry and racism. We just... Talked about Bill Russell. What a lot of people don't understand about Bill Russell, Bill Russell was a, a civil rights fighter as well. Go read what happened to Bill Russell when he moved into a white neighborhood and reading reading uh, 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 Massachusetts. Where they broke into his house and painted racial slurs all over his house. And he was playing for their team. So... Black people have always used their sports platform to fight racism. That's what Jack Johnson did. That was that Jack Johnson, as great as he was as a boxer, that was a, a underlying theme to what he was trying to do. And that was to prove to white people that he was just as good as they are. And I'm going to beat every one of your champions you send up against me just to prove it to you. And I'm going to screw your women. I still believe that his brakes went out on that on that car. I still believe somebody had something to do with it. I, that's just me. Anyway, so why am I talking about all of this? Because just recently, the United States, as a matter of fact, over the weekend, as from what we understand, there was a big there was a big press conference by the president last night to talk about how they had finally gotten Amin Al Zawahiri. Y'all know that guy? You remember him? Remember him? Does that name sound familiar to you? Amin al Zawahiri. They had just used a drone to kill him. They being the United States, our government. The reason they wanted this man dead, because this man was the second lieutenant, I should say the first lieutenant for Osama bin Laden, and participated in the 
World Trade Center bombing. Bombing American ships in the Gulf. This man had American blood all over his hands. And the United States took him out. Why did they take him out? In part because he was killing Americans. In part because he was part of the master plot that crashed planes into the World Trade Center and killed over 3,000 people. Amin al-Zawahiri. And don't call me talking about all the 9-11 was a fake. I don't want to hear that crap. I'm just not buying it. So why is this important? Well, let us remember that 15 of the 19 hijackers were from where? Y'all remember? I need y'all to remember because some of you all weren't even born at the time. And then some of you all have muscle memory failure. <laughs> That's called old age. <laughs> I, I, I'm sitting here and as I talk about this, I remember I had just finished my radio show. I usually got off the air at 9 o'clock. I was within a 10-minute drive to my home. So I left the station and headed home because I was going to my main job, my corporate job, which was at Dell. I, I worked from 10 to 7. And... Every day that I would make that trek, and I did that usually every day because I, you know, I had to be at the station at, at the show started at six, so I'd be at the station at five. So I would come home, get a lunch or whatever the case may be, maybe change clothes. A lot of times I wouldn't do the show, and I just went in warm ups. But then when I went to my corporate job, I dressed up a little bit. So every day I'd come home and I'd turn on the television and I'd watch the news. I was just. I, look, I'm in, you know, I'm, I'm in news or, or it was um, ESPN. And I'm sitting there and CNN is on and they're talking about the hijacks, the planes. They didn't know where they were and they were following the planes. And then all of a sudden I saw it live. A plane flies into one of the, one of the buildings. I'm like, oh, my God. What happened? At that time, we didn't know it was hijacked. Then another one happened. At first, I thought, oh, my God, that's terrible. That, what a terrible accident. And when I saw the second one, I said, that ain't no damn accident. That's somebody doing that on purpose. And then we started getting the news of what was happening. And as I drove to work, I was, I was on my radio uh, trying to look, look, I do news talk, and I knew where to go to find News on the radio. I mean, quite often when I drive across country, I'm listening to news. I don't, I'm not listening to music like a lot of y'all do. I do sometimes, but I like to be up to date on what's going on. But anyway, and as I'm driving to work, I'm screaming. I'm screaming. I, 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 I am not kidding. I was screaming out of my car. We are under attack. We are under attack. And I was doing that every, all the way to work, every stop sign. I would... I'm telling you, I almost lost it. I would tell people to roll down their window and I would say, have you seen the news? We are under attack. By the time I got to the office, everybody was in a tizzy. 
We didn't know what to do. They were telling people, you may need to go home. If you feel like you want to go home, you need to go home and take some time off. We did. It was that scary. I'd never experienced anything like that before in my life. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know who to call. And then, of course, the news comes out. And we watched in horror as those buildings crashed, as people jumped off those buildings because they had given up. There was no hope. We watched that. And then the investigation began. And we found out that 15 of the 19 hijackers were from Saudi Arabia, a country that we thought was an ally a country that we thought was supporting us. They had made billions of dollars off American Americans by selling oil. They had done that. But here we are, realizing all of a sudden, it's kind of like the Walker spy trials. Remember those? Was it John Walker and his son who... Worked for Israel and stole submarine secrets. Y'all remember that? But this was worse because this played out in real time for everyone to see it. This was Saudi Arabia. And by the way, we even went to war on Iraq because of Saudi Arabia. Okay? That's what we did. That's exactly what we did. Saudi Arabia didn't get punished one iota. There was not one bomb dropped in Saudi Arabia. There was not one crown prince killed or assassinated. But what we do know is that some of the people in the royal family funded these 15 hijackers, supported them. But the United States didn't do anything to Saudi Arabia. Fast forward. Y'all remember uh, uh, Jamal Khashoggi, an American journalist who was lured to his death by the Saudi crown prince's guard and killed and dismembered. I remember that? That just happened a couple of years ago. If you, if you don't know, Saudi Arabia. Hello? So why am I bringing this up again? Because I don't care what you try or how you try to fashion this, anything you take from Saudi Arabia other than by necessity, look, we can't get away from the oil right now. But anything you take from them at this point, it's blood money. It's blood money. And there are people who ought to be ashamed. 
And the, the irony is that nobody is even talking about the fact that this is a country that waged a, a, a clandestine war uh, against the United States, and the United States did not even bother to strike back. And now we're okay with them having golf tournaments? We're okay with them coming, doing things in the United States? To the point that you even have a former president who would go as far. By the way, he lied about the fact that he had friends that was in the World Trade Center. He lied about that. Now he said, well, well, the, the investigation was never, was, was never completed. I'm going to ask you a question. Who's a better patriot? Colin Kaepernick or Donald Trump? Because if you are taking money from the Saudis, that's blood money. There's death on your hands. There's 3,000 Americans' blood on your hands, Donald Trump. And I hadn't, gotten, I hadn't gotten to the golf people yet. I'm headed in your direction. So you better put on your flak jacket. Who's a better patriot, Colin Kaepernick or Donald Trump? Because... Colin was standing for something that was serious that continues to happen every day of our lives. Hell, just a, just a month ago, we just saw a boy shot 60 times for a traffic violation. We saw another boy chased into his house and beaten and dragged out of his house for a traffic violation. Who was right? It sure as hell wasn't Donald Trump. And anyone else who dares to take this blood money. I posted on my wall. All money ain't good money. You see, ask a drug dealer. Ask a stripper. Ask a prostitute. All good money. All money ain't good money. So here we are now. Here we are now as if 9-11 never happened. And no one is saying anything about how this new so-called golf tournament it's trying to rival the PGA. Now, let me just tell you something. I'm not a fan of the PGA because the PGA is racist as hell. Always has been. If it wasn't for Tiger Woods breaking that barrier where it made them billions of dollars, this is why they keep trying to drag Tiger Woods out to old Tiger. Just show up. Tiger, if you just sit on the sideline and poop, hey, that's going to bring viewers. They know that. And my God, if Tiger's playing on Sunday... Oh my goodness. Now that may never happen again based on what he's been through. But that was Tiger Woods. That was Tiger Woods. I'm going to tell you why when I come back. Why I applaud Tiger Woods. I'm not a big fan of Tiger Woods either. Just because he's black. Or was he Amer Asian? Some some crap he, he came up with. I don't know. But see, Tiger has ran away from the black community for decades. 
until he fell on hard times. And guess what? It was a black community that lifted Tiger back up. Isn't that amazing how that happens? Don't get me started on that. But when we come back, I'm going to applaud Tiger Woods. And I'm going to tell you why. And I'm going to tell you why all those other guys who took this blood money are traitors to America. And I want to know why nobody is talking about this. I want to know why the sports media, the local media, the news media is not asking the questions. Why are you taking this blood money when these people killed Americans? Yet you mad at Colin Kaepernick. We'll take a break. You're listening to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. On joinatradio.com. host of Black Focus Radio and the Weekly Sports Magazine. We here at joinedradio.com would like to thank you for all the love and support you've given us. Our goal is to keep you inspired and informed daily with quality programming from gospel music, news talk, and sports. Log on to joinedradio.com for the program lineup and while there, be sure to make a donation. Then download our app and carry us anywhere in the world. Please continue to spread the word about joinedradio.com And if you are an entrepreneur or have an upcoming event or you'd like to start a show, let the professional writers and producers here at joinedradio.com help you get the word out. Call me at 615-554-0568 for more details. In the meantime, stay informed and inspired daily right here on joinedradio.com. Hello to quality time at Marco's. Hello to the best part of the day and to making someone else's. Say hello to late nights and to the best night ever. These are the primo moments, and they call for Italian quality pizza. Dough made from scratch every day. Sauce with a history in the making from the original Giamarco recipe. Say hello to an authentic favorite. Every store, every day, the Italian way. Hello, primo. David W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rib Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B.com right now, and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. Try them at your next cookout and you will shout, bacon, grill it, shake it, oh yeah! Only one place to get Coleman's Dynamic products, that's ribrub.com. Easy to order and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. Who'd have thunk it? Peanuts sautéed in a barbecue marinade? That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at ribrub.com. 
Hey folks, are you looking for a place to exchange ideas and talk about the issues that affect our community? Then join me, David W. Coleman, and my co-host, Robert Webb, for Black Focus Radio every Monday through Friday, noon to 2 p.m. on joinedradio.com. We like to say, it's our issues, our solutions, our voices. Download the latest podcast on your favorite platform. Also catch us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. That's Black Focus Radio. Our issues, well, our solutions, shutting down our now. voices on joinedradio.com. Welcome back to the show, the last segment. We're talking about uh, the LIV Golf Tournament, or whatever they're calling it. And how these guys are, are, are taking blood money, and no one is paying attention to it. No one seems to care at all. It's amazing to me. It, it really is. It's, it's just mind-boggling. What do you say to those family members who prote- protested earlier this week and will be doing so again on Friday? Well, nobody's gotten to the bottom of 9-11, unfortunately, and they should have. That's the president of the United States, the former president, the, the insurrectionist-in-chief. The chief insurrectionist is nobody's gotten to the bottom of 9-11. That's a damn lie. An excuse of vernacular, but I'm angry about this, and every American who calls himself a patriot ought to be angry, angry as well. Fifteen of the 19 hijackers from Saudi Arabia. We know for a fact, we know for a fact that some of them were funded by the royal, some of the people in the royal family. We know that, and no one's gotten to the bottom of it. And here, this piece of crap. Is holding a a golf tournament at his golf at, 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 at his course. I'm sorry, I'm upset. Let me calm down. He's holding in a tournament at Bedminster that is funded by the Saudi Arabians, and he sucks up to them. No one has gotten to the bottom of this. But here's why I'm angry. Let me just give you some numbers. Because, see, the reason this is interesting now is Tiger Woods apparently was offered over $800 million to come to this tournament, to participate, to leave the PGA. Because, see, what what the Saudis are doing is simply trying to buy people. In fact, that's what they've done. That's what they did to Greg Norman. That's what they did to Phil Mickelson. See, I I expect Greg Norman to be a piece of crap because Greg Norman is a South African. He grew up in apartheid. He don't care about people. I expect that. Older South Africans, I have no respect for them whatsoever. They're like white Christians. They're oxymorons. But apparently, Tiger Woods was offered $800 million and he turned it down. And For whatever reasons, he turned it down. I think Tiger didn't want to be associated with this. I think that's what the deal was. But there are others who took this money. Phil Mickelson, 
I wasn't a big Phil Mickelson fan anyway. I know there are a lot of golf golfers and golf, golfing aficionados out there who love them some Phil. Phil just sold out your country. Okay? Dustin Johnson just sold out your country. Okay? Bryson DeChambeau just sold out your country. Brooks Kepka just sold out America. Sergio Garcia didn't like Sergio either because he hated Tiger. Just sold out America. But he doesn't care. He's Spaniard. He's a Spaniard. It's pathetic. Let me just finish these names. Louis Oosthuizen, Graham McDowell, Charles Schwartzel, Martin Keimer. All of them sold out America for dollars. Yeah, I know the Saudi Arabians offered you big bucks. Some of them, two, three, four hundred million dollars. This is not a support of the PGA. I can't stand a PGA. This is a support. This is support for America. As I said earlier, all money ain't good money. And my question is, why are we letting them get away with this? Why aren't we calling them unpatriotic? Why aren't we... we, we you saw, or you, if you've been following the news, family members of 911 were protesting at that golf tournament, and rightfully so. Every golf tournament, they ought to be protesting, and we ought to join forces. If you show up here in Little Rock, I'm going to ask you, why are you selling out America? You are unpatriotic. Just for dollars. Many of these guys have won plenty of money on the and look, and I'm not one to judge how much money you think you own, but sometimes you have to have morality. If not, you're, you're nothing more than a gangster. You're nothing more than a drug dealer. You're nothing more than a, than a stripper. You don't have any morality. That's why you do those things. That's why you don't care about your community. The only thing you care about is yourself. And if you tie yourself to Donald Trump, that says a lot about you anyway. Doesn't it even bother you that you are playing in a tournament, you are playing at a golf course, where that guy who owns that golf course Tried to overthrow America on January the 6th. Does it not bother you? Does it not bother you that this guy wanted to become an author authoritarian and destroy democracy as we know it today? That, that doesn't bother you, Phil Mickelson? God! It doesn't bother you that, that the Saudis who put that money in your bank account, it doesn't bother you? That they killed an American journalist and dismembered his body? That doesn't bother you? Well, maybe if I tell you that they killed over 3,000 Americans when they hijacked planes and flew into buildings, that doesn't bother you? Oh, my God. Who are you? How do you sleep at night? How do you look at your children and try to try to put morality into them when you have no morals at all? This should be disturbing for every American. And then here's the irony. I don't expect morals from Fox News. So 
in this story, sadly, we didn't get any. Because guess who was there at the tournament? Guess who was there? Yeah. Tucker Carlson. Yep. Old Tucks. Tucky Boo. Just whooping it up and laughing up. And one of the main detractors of, of Colin Kaepernick. One of the main detractors of, of Black Lives Matter. How you try to cast them as unpatriotic. One of the main detractors. Oh, and that's why Christian nationalist Marjorie Taylor Greene was there as well. Are we serious? Are we going to let these people get away with this? You see, I didn't have any relatives who died in 9-11. You see? But I had patriots, Americans, who died in 9-11. And look, let's not forget, even though it was, it was a bad deal, there were black people, white people, Asian, you name a cross-section of, of men, women who died in Iraq on bad information, by the way, which I still think, I know a lot of people trying to rehab her image, but I still think Condoleezza Rice and that crew needs to be in jail. Those are war criminals. Don't get me on that. But here we are in 2022. And these people have the unmitigated God to say, oh, we're Saudi Arabia. We're just going to throw money at y'all and y'all going to forget about 9-11. And that looks to be what has happened. Except for a select, free, uh, a select few. Is this okay with y'all? It's not okay with me. And it shouldn't be okay with any American. The only thing that we ought to be doing for Saudi Arabia is getting their oil. Now, I know we send them lots of military supplies and all this other stuff. I get that. Yeah, I understand. But when it comes to them being able to come to America to try to rehab their image, because that's all this is about. And then you have Americans who are helping them lead the charge because they threw some money at them. This should be problematic for all of y'all. It should be problematic for every American. It certainly is for me. And I'm hoping after you listen to this, we start a letter writing campaign. The Saudi Arabian and, 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 and what, what station? What station is going to cover this? ESPN? What, uh, well, look, who's going to be the first network to decide to cover this tournament? Because you know what's going to happen. Because the Saudis are going to throw money at them. They don't, look, they don't care. If the Saudis come to a station, whether it's ABC, NBC, CBS, or Fox, we're going to pay you a billion dollars to cover this tournament. You think they won't snap it up? You see, America doesn't have morals. Their morals reside in the dollars. That's pretty clear now. Their morals reside in the dollar bills. If you can pay me, I don't care what I got to do. I'll go kill my mama. 
You pay me enough. Yeah, I told you it's like drug dealing. You know, drug dealers got so bad at one point they were selling they were selling crack cocaine to their mamas, their parents. They were the main reason many of many of their parents got hooked because the dealer was selling it to them. That's what we're doing here. These Trump and his acolytes, they're nothing but drug dealers. We know now Trump was nothing but a gangster. At least he had a gangster mentality. Why are we allowing this to happen in America in this day and time? It makes no sense to me. I don't understand. Uh, I, I just don't understand. And that's why I just had to bring it up. I had to bring it up. We got to take, well, we got to get out of here. Wow. Today went fast. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure you spread the word and tell somebody about it. Quote of the day. So $700 billion bailout for the banks. An $80 billion bailout for the auto industry. A $50 billion bailout for airlines. And a $3 trillion Fed bailout for the stock market are all capitalism. But the unemployment checks... For regular American citizens, people that you and I know, is socialism. Y'all have a great day. You've been listening to Black Focus, where we discuss our issues with our solutions and our voices. Join us every weekday afternoon at 1 p.m. on joinetradio.com.